0: This is Gary and Shannon, and you're listening to KFI AM 640, The Gary and Shannon Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app.
1: Well, how are you today? And
0: then I got rear-ended. Oh, boy. And uh, I'm just sitting at a stoplight, and boom. I pull over. He was very nice. Beautiful Tesla. Gorgeous. Like, one of the really nice ones.
1: Well, until... Until, until now. You hit it with the, your... Front.
0: I will never get hit in the rear. Yeah, I got hit in the rear. Mm -hmm. Pulled over. The guy was very nice. He was in scrubs. He was like, are you okay?
1: Did you say thank you for your service?
0: No, I did not. Um, And he's like, I'm sorry, just grab something for the kids. And I'm like, listen, we don't need to make excuses. You were playing with your Tesla probably. And you ran into the back (laughs) of me. The moral of the story is the Tesla had damage. The SUV did not. Oh, wow. So I felt like that was a minor win. Oh, okay. I was like, good job, car. Way to hold Thanks up. To a little bruiser. Could you tighten the
1: rear right there and keep it all? Never mind. So Southwest Airlines had a bad morning and may have a bad day as a result of the bad morning. You
0: know, it's getting to the point, and this is a bad place for this business to be. It's getting to the point where if you've really got to make something, you've really got to be there for some sort of event or family or appointment. You're not going to book with Southwest. So I thought about that. I, I
1: love the, um, I, and what makes Southwest as great as it is, is that it is, it goes to the places I want to go, right? Huge up and down the West Coast. I adore it. Uh, it's cute. It's fun. They're getting back into the fun, you know, double guns, you know, fun time, safety inspection, your safety speech and all that sort of stuff. They it's, haven't
0: charged me for a drink since the pandemic. Right. I mean, it's all love fun. It. That's good stuff.
1: But I'm thinking in the last six months, the times that I've flown Southwest, it's about a 50-50 deal of whether or not that plane is going to take off, not even just late, but at a time when I can still make a connecting flight if I have to. It's about 50-50, and that's not good. They're
0: shooting 100 for me. In the late. Oh, really? Side. Yep. What I do is I book the first, I try to book the first flight of the day because that's oh, yeah. the way to do it. When Southwest, it's it's the way to travel the country, right? They've got like so many stops, four or five stops across the country throughout the day. And you may- your plane may be coming from the East Coast or it may be coming from Reno or Vegas and it stops in San Francisco or San Jose and then it comes down the whole bit. So I try to get the first flight out of Burbank to kind of minimize. And I- usually I'm at about like a 75% on time plane takes off rate right in the past uh, couple years. But today they've ground all of their planes and it only lasted for not, not very long as Jennifer reported throughout the morning, but the backlog due to grounding planes, even for 10 minutes or what have you leads to hours and days of plane catch up,
1: which is what we saw right right after Christmas leading into the new year was the problems now much bigger than what we saw today, but it causes a cascade effect just based on the way that Southwest runs the airline, um, they apparently still have a, a hold on some flights into Love Field in Dallas. So if you're going through there, you may have uh, some issues uh, throughout the day. They said it was equipment issues. Um, the And it was something like a... Uh, 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 somebody else's firewall that went down, I think is what they were. A they
0: vendor supplied firewall That's went down was. and connection to some operational data was unexpectedly lost.
1: Now, they're going to get back to it. They're going to get back on schedule. Hopefully it's going to take some time. But you're going to see, you know, a few hundred, if not a couple thousand of the flights delayed at least for the rest of the day, simply because of the hiccup getting things, you know, as long as it took this morning.
0: That was a billion dollar mistake. Over Christmas. Oh, yeah. You'd think they'd learn from it. You don't want to write that check again.
1: Um, Intermittent technology issues on the Southwest. This was funny to me. The Southwest Twitter account, they did post that, in fact, they had uh, gotten everything back up and running. Uh, But the people who were responding, they didn't tweet that there was an issue. They tweeted when it came back online and everything was going to be resolved. So some people, because Twitter is the worst place and the best place in the world, suggested that continuing to string along some UNIVAC tube computers from the 1960s isn't quite going to plan. (laughs) And the other one said, uh, thanks for making Frontier Airlines look so good by comparison. So wow! They that,
0: are back. That's low
1: Southwest Airlines says they are back. Their equipment issues are resolved. It's going to take some time, though. If you are uh, flying Southwest, definitely, uh, as they say, pack your patience and check ahead. It's before so frustrating! You go to
0: the airport. you're so helpless. You know, Nothing It's you like when there's a Sig alert and you're just stuck, and they've shut down the freeway and there's no off ramp. Helpless. It's a terrible feeling.
1: Well, Jay O'Brien is joining us live from Washington, D.C., for us, for ABC News, uh, regarding House Speaker McCarthy and his pledge to pass this legislation. And we're still trying to figure out, I suppose, if we're going to get a deal before day X, whatever that is, sometime mid-August, where the Treasury runs out of money. Jay, what's going on?
2: Yeah, and that is the overall question. First, we don't know the exact X date, but we know it's sometime in this summer, according to experts in the Treasury, et cetera. And we also know, as you just said, that there is virtually no forward momentum on any kind of a deal between the White House and House Republicans, and Speaker McCarthy, of course, being the leader of House Republicans. We heard him yesterday give a speech at the New York Stock Exchange where he said that he and President Biden have not negotiated on this issue since they met in person on February 1st, 76 days ago. The White House, for their part, is accusing McCarthy and other Republicans of trying to hold the full faith and credit of the United States hostage. That's a quote from the White House's pre-response to McCarthy yesterday. McCarthy, to what you just said, is also saying that he and House Republicans are going to introduce a bill that's gonna raise the debt ceiling for a year and also cut government spending and try to ca- claw back some unused COVID money and a number of other measures. That is his response to what he says has been in action on the part of the Biden administration. But here are the two unanswered questions right now. We don't really know when this bill would hit the floor and we do not know if McCarthy and House Republicans have the votes, even in their own party, to pass this right
0: now, guys. I'm not trying to be cute when I say this, but isn't this President Biden's thing? Isn't this what he campaigned on, his ability to reach across the aisle and and get deals done and get compromises happening?
2: And the question really becomes, to your point is, who moves out of their corner here, right? Because Republicans have said they do not want to raise the debt ceiling without some kind of spending cut concessions from the administration. And the White House and the President are very much on record in saying the opposite, saying that they want to raise a clean debt ceiling raise, meaning it's not attached to anything else because they believe that you have to be able to raise the debt ceiling clean in order to maintain the full faith and credit of the United States and not tie it to any other political issues. Both sides, to your point, are on the record as those being their positions here, but no one is quite moving to the middle. There is a lot of daylight between both parties here, and the clock is ticking for some kind of a deal to be done.
0: Uh,
1: Procedurally, is there a way for them to kick this can down the road uh, a month, two months, something like that, while negotiations continue, or are we still looking at sometime August, middle of August, for this to to be a, a firm
2: deadline? Well, it's Congress, so there are ways kind of around everything, but they're very much unlikely. And any way would run into the same kind of problems here, which is you have a lot of House Republicans who want spending cuts, and you have a White House that wants a clean debt ceiling raise, and you can't really kick the can down the road too, too much. It's not like a government funding fight where you can do continuing resolution after continuing resolution and things of that nature. This is something that is going to come to a head this summer, and again, how quickly these two sides – agree to something or at least come out of their corners is the question that hangs over all of this.
0: Jay O'Brien, ABC News correspondent out of Washington. Appreciate your time. Thank you. If you missed it, Southwest Airlines put in place a nationwide ground stop earlier this morning. It has been lifted, but there are more than 1,700 flights that have been delayed. The airline now playing catch-up. It could take some time. This was caused by intermittent tech issues. Of course, there was a similar outage that led to 16,000 flights canceled in January. A uh,
1: key figure in the Stop the Steal campaign has apologized after he was accused of asking teenage boys for sexy pictures. A guy named Ali Alexander, one of the most ubiquitous figures in the movement, described himself as bisexual in the past, added that he is battling uh, with same-sex attraction. He wrote, I apologize for any inappropriate messages sent over the years. When I've flirted or others have flirted with me, I've flexed my credentials or dropped corny pickup lines. Other times I've been careless and I should have qualified those coming up to me's identities during flirtatious banter at the start.
0: Night one of the Stanley Cup playoffs in the books. East took care of business. West needed extra time. Bruins beat the Panthers. Amazing performance by that goalie. there. Stopped 31 shots. Hurricanes beat the Islanders and the Kings went into overtime uh, against Edmonton. Um uh, when uh, Minnesota beat Dallas Rangers play the Devils Lightning face off against the Maple Leafs in Toronto.
1: So the story that has grabbed headlines and absolute frustration over the last couple of days comes to us out of Missouri. An 84-year-old white homeowner shot and wounded Ralph Yarl, a black 16-year-old boy who went to the wrong home to pick up his kids. Um, he will face two felony charges. Uh, one of assault in the first degree and armed criminal action. Now, the question of why it wasn't an attempted murder case—I didn't know that this existed, but Missouri does not have and or, or didn't exist. I suppose is a better way. Some of them don't. Missouri doesn't have an attempted murder yeah. law.
0: Crazy, right?
1: I mean, it's it's, it's it comes, all
0: in the manslaughter. It comes uh, with
1: a assault in the first degree with circumstances. I mean, right. they they can. It's the equivalent of what would be an attempted murder thing. I just thought that the attempted murder was.
0: everywhere.
1: So um, according to the prosecuting attorney, Zach Thompson, I can tell you there was a racial component to this case. Um, When asked whether or not the old guy is going to face hate crime charges, they said in Missouri, a hate crime is actually a lower level of felony and adding charges like that would constitute double jeopardy. So they they didn't shine any light on whether or not race played the role in the case, at least not in the court documents.
0: Well, how do you prove it's a hate crime? You're talking about an 85 year old white man who obviously has some sort of racial bias. Does that make it a hate crime or does that make it just low key racism that he saw a young black man at his door and thought the threat was higher than if it was a young white man? I don't know how you can I don't know if you I, I don't know. I'm not sure how that legal argument plays out. Um, he told investigators, the 84 year old man, that he was scared to death by the kid's size and his own inability to defend himself at age 84. He told investigators he was in bed when he heard his doorbell ring, grabbed a handgun before answering the door. He stated he believed someone was attempting to break into the house and shot twice within a, sec- a few seconds of opening the door.
1: So he opens the main door. There's a storm door that's usually glass um, or, you know, high tensile plastic. And that's what he shot through when he saw the kid. Uh, the The original reports of Ralph having been shot twice in the head. He was shot twice is the way that they described it in the court documents yesterday. Uh, he was hit in the head and in the arm. He was able to. He fell down. He was able to get up and run to a neighboring house or three, as a matter of fact, before somebody was able to uh, to help him out and get him to the hospital. This again, was going to it would happened at about uh, what ten o'clock at night, Thursday night. So that would explain why the old guy's in bed already. What I don't understand is if you believed that someone was breaking into your house, why do you open the door?
0: Yeah, excellent question. Uh, The detective wrote that the teenager said the guy inside took a long time but finally opened the door holding a firearm. He stated, the teenager did, he was immediately shot in the head and fell to the ground. He was shot twice. Bullets struck him in the left forehead and right arm, according to the probable cause statement.
1: Uh, GoFundMe uh, has started for Ralph and and whatever care he's going to need after this, they've already gotten more than two and a quarter million dollars in all of this. Now there was a similar similar but not story. Somebody a little too trigger happy is probably the best way to put it in Washington County, New York.
2: A very sad case of some young adults that were looking for a friend's house and ended up at this man's house while they were leaving. The residents, once they determined that they are at the wrong house, uh, a subject came out on his porch for whatever reason and fired two shots, one of which struck the vehicle that Kalen was in.
1: Now, in this case, the 65-year-old homeowner, a guy named Kevin Monahan, uh, is facing charges of second-degree murder currently being held in Warren County Jail there in New York. Kalen Gillis was in a car... With other friends, they had pulled into a drive. And this is very rural area in upstate New York, apparently. I mean, tree-lined streets, houses every few hundred yards. It's not like they're driving through a specific neighborhood. And they mistakenly pulled into a driveway that they believed belonged to one of their friends. But that everyone else in the car, as it says, they realized they were at the wrong place and started backing down the driveway when this guy came out. And started shooting and Kalen was the one who was hit and she died was pronounced dead at uh, several miles southeast of the home as the friends tried to get away they tried to take her to get help called the ambulance etc. So um, just
0: I thought when you I thought an armed society was a polite society if you have a firearm you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't jump the gun on that right uh, you should feel like you're uh, protected a little bit in your own home especially.
1: Yeah, I don't, again, I don't, get I don't, I don't understand. I, don't I understand the idea of, of even the old guy, like he says he got up because somebody's banging or knocking, ringing his doorbell at 10 o'clock at night. I understand you're going to take your gun with totally you.
0: Totally. And see what's going on. But you're not going you to open the door. if that, You don't escalate the thing. I don't know. I'm not also not 84 years old. A Moscow court
1: today upheld the detention of Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich. He was arrested while he was reporting on a trip last or on a reporting trip last month, held on an allegation of espionage. After a closed hearing, the 31-year-old American was denied bail, ordered held in the Lefortovo prison pending trial. Apparently Lefortovo, Lefortovo has been used to house prominent political prisoners in the past.
0: In Chicago over the weekend, and we reported this to you yesterday, but we're getting more details and more reaction has rolled in. Several groups of young people, juveniles, swarmed downtown Friday and Saturday night. Uh, Three teenagers were wounded, two separate shootings. There were 16 related arrests. There were young people assaulting tourists, uh, bashing in the glass of cars. It was um, uh, just mayhem.
1: Several, a uh, couple dozen arrests, I should say, not several, several arrests, a couple dozen of them. To be honest, uh, some couple people had to be taken to a hospital after they're beaten by a group of teenagers. Um, you may have also seen the video of a woman who was attacked. Mm-hmm. Multiple people were kicking and punching her as she was trying to get away from this group. Now, the statements came in from morons who are politicians in um, in Chicago, in and around Chicago. For example, Robert Peters is a state senator in Illinois, represents parts of Chicago. He said, rather than condemn the chaos that left tourists running in fear, it was a mass protest. And he wrote, since I'm a glutton for punishment and I'm sure I'm going to get the most unhinged crime weirdo replies, but I would look at the behavior of young people as a political act and statement. It's a mass protest against poverty and segregation Rest in peace to my mentions, at least understanding that he's about to be torn apart for that. Lori Lightfoot, current mayor, soon to be kicked out. She said that they've had very candid and productive conversations with Chicago PD about monitoring and responding to these things. Um, She says, we as a city cannot and will not allow any of our public spaces to become a platform for criminal conduct. But she did say... She will not describe this as mayhem because it's unfair to the people who were involved. Now, Brandon Johnson, the more progressive mayor who has been elected, who will soon take over for Lori Lightfoot, said it is unacceptable and it has no place in our city. He goes on to say, however... It is not constructive to demonize youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. Our city must work together to create spaces for youth to gather safely and responsibly under adult guidance and supervision to ensure that every part of our city remains welcome for both residents and victims. Now,
0: that may be the reaction if, let's say, a group of teenagers are found in a garage uh, and they needed Narcan because they were bored and doing drugs on a Friday night. We need something for our kids to do. We need to get them to have a sense of community. Let's let's figure out what we can do. Not teenagers attacking strangers on the street. Right. You got to get angry with that. And it should be said, the reason why you're having that reaction is because, by and large, this was a group of African-American teenagers. And for them to, to get angry and to say, this is not OK, this is violence, this is crime— then you're demonizing black kids. Right. And that is not the narrative in Chicago. And it's not the narrative in any big city. You can't hold anybody accountable. And the thing is, is that, again, you're not doing them any favors by not holding them accountable. By allowing this behavior without repercussions you're enabling them to continue down the wrong path.
1: This is a Chicago alder woman, city council woman, basically, who said similar things.
0: I don't justify this behavior,
2: but think about this. Would they be downtown if they have things in their own community?
1: Okay. Now, again, she's getting in that same thing. I condemn it, but look at these poor kids. They have nothing else to do with their time. But
0: they're not just downtown. They're assaulting people.
1: That's the issue is you... These politicians, whether it's Robert Peters, the state senator, this alder the current mayor, the incoming mayor, what you've done is you've excused that behavior and given them a reason to come back next Saturday. Right. And the Saturday after that. And how, and if, how Saturday is that good for that,
0: them? How is that good for them? They're just going to end up in
1: jail. Now, I, prosecutors in Chicago aren't really hip on, you know, convicting people or putting people behind bars. We know what that means. But. The idea that you can excuse behavior like this and then come up with a reason why it's okay for them to do, or a re- you could say all you want. Listen, th- th- here's an example. I could say to my wife, I think you're beautiful, but you gotta fix those teeth. Those are nasty. Those are just awful, awful, nasty teeth. You can't have it both ways. You cannot say that this is inexcusable and then give an excuse for why it's an okay thing it, it, that uh, god bless what used be, to be a good city
0: let it be said that your wife has beautiful she has teeth wonderful teeth there's great her teeth are
1: flawless oral care yeah. in there yes
0: all right coming up next mayor bass mayor bass wants more money for the homeless because why not throw more money at the problem didn't we approve a bond in this county for, uh, Don't don't. and start they, getting, they couldn't figure out how to spend the money?
1: Don't start getting smart. It's not what we need to combat homelessness. It's not
0: homelessness. what we do at City Hall.
1: Gary and Shannon will continue right after this. You've been listening to The Gary and Shannon Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.